Warning, you are about to enter a world populated by the most appalling music ever made. Welcome to the search for the worst album of all time. This is Broken Records. But I hadn't been forgotten, I Joe. I'd been married a long time ago. Saint Bango. <laughs> a girl with kaleidoscope eyes. <laughs> You're beautiful. Hey, hey, I wanna be a rock star. Hello, welcome to episode number two of Broken Records, a search for the worst album ever made, part of the Riot Act Podcast Network. My name's Stephen Hill. I'm joined as ever by Mr. Renfrey Deadman. Hello, Mr. Renfrey Deadman. How are you? Hello, I'm very well. How are you, Steve? I'm all right, thanks, mate. I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good because I don't have to listen to the records <laughs> that we're talking about this week um, it's so I just nice have to remember listening to it and go oh i don't actually didn't actually have to listen to this i've already done the work ages yeah. ago it's so uh, nice that nice, this is a it? part of history as uh, as opposed to something that we have to do in the future yes yes so on this week's episode we are going to be delving into the 2004 album graveyard classics volume 2 by death metal luminaries six feet under a death metal band covering acdc's 1980 classic back in black oh, uh, it is doesn't it, is sound it like a good idea on paper is it accurate to call them luminaries of death metal Oh, well, some people, uh, I mean, I, I've seen things where Six Feet Under, people are kicking off that Six Feet Under aren't included in, you know, like the greatest ever early death metal bands, which I think is utter Dear fucking insanity. Me. But I'm sure that's all in the conversation. So the conversation mm. you're about to hear actually aired on our weekly show, Riot Act, uh, episode 85. It was on the 20th of March, 2020, if you want to go and check that out. Renfrew and I do do Riot Act weekly, which is our positive review show you also have a patreon page patreon.com forward slash right act podcast where you can go and listen to us chat about classic albums or albums that you um would would like to hear us talk about and usually we're quite positive but what this show is is us searching for the worst album ever made we have a list a list compiled for various reasons based on critical appraisal um your suggestions critical uh, fan standing um or just the general grotty horribleness that surrounds the record for whatever particular reason that may be i feel like this record maybe sums up all of those things in one <laughs> nice little package what are your memories about doing this show before we chuck it over Renfrey? this particular one goodness me um that uh just because uh you can death metal something up doesn't mean that you should um and also and also <laughs> uh and also uh turning acdc uh, sexy lyrics let's say into growly grunts mm. is maybe not a great idea those, those are the two main takeaways from memory all to come on the show so let's throw over to Renfrey and i trying to get our head around graveyard classics volume two by six feet under broken <laughs> records um every week we will be ranking uh a record which has just been hammered critically by yeah. the press by fans has become something of a millstone around the artist's neck uh we will be picking one of those records at random and we will be talking about it divulging into it seeing if it really was as bad as it's made out and then 
placing it on a list. At the moment, the sole little album sitting there alone on its list is Streets in the Sky by The Enemy, which we did in Trade Off a few weeks ago, which is ranked about the third worst album, I think, on a, on a, a Metacritic website. Something it wasn't like Metacritic, that. it was one of the other ones. It's pretty shit. But it's a it's a bad record. So at the moment, Streets in the Sky sits alone as the worst album ever made. But I'm sure we can find something worse than that. Our first... I think we have. <laughs> Our first delve into uh, this starts with Six Feet Under, Graveyard Classics Volume 2. The second instalment, obviously, of the Graveyard Classics session that Chris Barnes and his meat and potatoes death metal crew like to do. Released on the 19th of October 2004, it is a death metal band covering ACDC's classic Back in Black record. Now, what's wrong with that, Renfrey? What is wrong with that? As you as you say it in that manner, straight away I go, you know, even the Wikipedia page on this record, for this record, puts it under genre, death and roll, entombed, rock and roll and death metal. Entombed do that. They've created an entire sort of sub-genre of music on the basis that death metal and rock and roll can get together. So the front man of the biggest death metal band ever in Cannibal Corpse, Chris Barnes, fronting them at their commercial peak, as he did, mm-hmm. mixed with arguably, you know, the greatest rock and roll band ever's greatest ever album. Surely, Renfrew, we fucked up here. Surely we <laughs> fucked up and this album does not belong on this list at all. Oh, we haven't fucked up. <laughs> we haven't fucked up. No. Because um, in your head, like a, a blackened version or a death metal version of Back in Black sounds... I mean, you wouldn't want the whole record, but you, you might be like, oh, I'm curious to hear what Back in Black, the song would sound like in that way, or mm. You Shit Me All Night Long. Mm. Fucking terrible if Six Feet Under do it. I'm kind of shocked at how poor the production is on this record. Mm. I'm shocked at how poor the performance is. I'm, I'm not shocked by that, to be honest. Okay, but, yeah. I was stunned that some of this was allowed to remain on the record. Like some of the, <laughs> I mean, I so my Cannibal Corpse knowledge is is actually relatively minor, mm. um, but. From the times I recall listening to Cannibal Corpse, they never sounded as bad as this. So why does that? Why? Does well, it I mean, sound it depends how much you listen to. I, I'm going to say this right now, right? I don't actually think Chris Barnes is like George Corpse Grinder Fisher is clearly, yeah, clearly, clearly better a better vocalist than Chris yeah. Barnes. Yeah, clearly, right now, if you're one of those death metal fucking aficionados who go no it's not because ah, the bleeding ah, fucking, ah, eating back to life like fuck like no right fuck off fuck off chris barnes is he did a job in a band at that time in the early days of death metal the the kind of the bluntness of cannibal corpse both imagery and lyrics and musically and what he brought it was yeah it was it was it was fine for a bit it was fine for a bit they are a much better band with George Corpse Grinder Fisher in Und- the band. Undoubtedly. Absolutely undoubtedly. Chris Barnes is a bit crap. Based off of this, he's a lot crap. <laughs> well, based off of this, he's a lot he is a lot crap, yeah. Fucking true. Chris Barnes is a bit crap. And that's just 
He just is. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not really a great vocalist. It's just stunning some of the, like, sometimes you'll do screen vocals and it just doesn't come quite come out right and comes out a bit weedy and just like, <laughs> rather than, Ooh, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, usually you go back and re-record those bits and I think Barnsley just chose not to on this Barnsley, particular, on yeah. this particular He's occasion. less good, uh, vo- like John Barnes is a better vocalist <laughs> on his rap on World Emotion than Chris Barnes is, which actually is wicked, uh, than, than Chris Barnes is. Um, so, uh, yes, I mean, the kind of joke here is apparently, right, because I've done a lot of digging on the internet and there are a lot of people who defend this record, right? Surprising amount. Yeah. The 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 thing that those people said is, you idiots, this is a joke. Chris Barnes always got called, you know, Cannibal Corpse got called the, the ACDC of death metal. Yes. Right? So they, as a joke, it's just a fucking joke, have decided to cover... Back in black in full, right? Yes. And my sort of caveat to that would be, well, unless you're Stuart Lee, your jokes need to be yeah, quite yeah, short, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. do the joke. Like you want to cover back in black as a bit of a like nudge, nudge, wink, wink, and put it on the end of your album and it sounds like shit, like about oh it lol, hilarious, right? You the whole fucking you don't need to do the whole album. Are you mental? Well, there are very few people who can pull off a 42-minute punchline. And that's what this is, isn't it? Yeah. But the thing is, is it's not even a great punchline. It's like, not a great punchline. It's just... It's not that funny. It's not like, it's, it's not that funny, really. It's is not it? funny at all. Like, like blackened versions of classic songs. It's really not... It's just like... Ha, ha, ha. It's not funny. It's not fun. It is not funny, and it is not good. And the problem with this record, more than anything, is this just sounds like a pub band. Like, take Chris Barnes away from it, right? This is a pub band covering Back in Black. It, it's recorded like a pub band. It is. Be. It's just yeah. like it's not death metal up at all no. musically. It is played straight down the line. We are a crap band covering like your fucking uncle playing down the dog and duck. Covering You Shook Me All Night Long, right? It's no fucking different. Six Feet Under as a band have just covered ACDC's Back in Black absolutely on the fucking nose, straight down the line, on the mic. Like, like we're not going to change any of it at all, mm. right? So musically, you've just got a shit version of Black a very badly produced, ploddy dad version of Back in Black. Yeah. It's worse produced than the original Back in Black, which is which is not badly produced, but obviously But it was made it was made twenty four years exactly. Before. And, yeah. and and when when a lot a lot had happened in music production in that time and and, and this should sound significantly better. Mm. But a point you made earlier today, actually, it's these songs played but with all of the joy, all of the verve, all of the joie de vivre. Mm just sucked out of them i mean i actually i think back in black sounds is, is a timeless record it's a classic record i it's, went back went back to back in black um for this because i thought i'd reacquaint myself with yeah. the record it's been a little while since i've heard it and you're not a massive acdc fan i'm not a massive acdc Unlike fan. myself you know what that's a pretty good record it's a fucking great record i mean pretty good just the, shut up um <laughs> it's just pretty the, good it, yeah okay um <laughs> i mean just the start of shoot to thrill 
Yeah. But you say it sounds bad, but just the start of as soon as I hear da na 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 To be clear, dang, I'm I'm not dang, I'm not dang. saying the production on Back in Black is back Back in Black is bad. I actually think it's great, especially for the time. Yeah. And uh, it does sound timeless. And I it agree. sounds fucking massive when yeah. that comes in. Yeah. When that's like Oh, just a mate like one of the one of the most exciting exhilarating songs in rock like that yep. minute when that when that comes in so great it's great and um and six feet under have taken that <laughs> and like i say, i've just could totally stripped it of all of that excitement it's almost impressive that they've managed <laughs> to do that it's almost like wow you've taken something it's like taking a rainbow and making it look black and white <laughs> do you know what i mean like how have you made a rainbow look like one thing photoshop mate yeah but that's what it is it's yeah it's crap it's fucking appalling yeah um it's part of the many graveyard classics things isn't series it? yeah what a series. series i heard um what they would like they're all bad i heard that version the of smoke on the water which sounded absolutely appalling yeah what they do is, is take songs that you already know and I mean, even the fucking Teal album's better than this. Like it is. It, it, it's it actually, the Teal album. I never thought I'd say this, but yeah, it is. Teal but, album's a lot better than this. Yeah, it is. And I like they just take songs you already know and do them exactly the same, but not as anywhere near as good. And then they get a bloke to basically go Whoa, over the top of it. It's fucking stupid. Like, but this one in particular, right? Smoke on the water. It's, it's crap but you can sort of go okay well you can see it working you can see how that might work smoke on the water is kind of a serious song about a serious thing acdc are a fun loving party band mm. now i was going to make this point and this is the this isn't really the main reason why it doesn't work but as a theory this is the theory as to why it doesn't work entombed took a very particular brand of death metal and took a very particular brand of rock and roll mix them together mm-hmm. in two weren't taking the rock and roll of acdc and kiss and melding it with brutal death metal they weren't doing that they were taking this new form of death metal that they kind of helped to create mm. a much more kind of you know european stompy groovy death metal although you know obviously cannibal corpse have massive amounts of groove in it but that floridan scene death and morbid angel are not thought of as groovy bands Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so that early sort of american that american death metal thing was not really thought of as a as as, as groovy in the same way as you know the scandinavian bands were much more kind of stompy stompy the kind of rock and roll they're taking is dangerous is the stooges and the new york dolls and dangerous sort of sounding rock and roll you know the johnny cash approach as opposed to Aerosmith or ACDC or Kiss or Van Halen or something like that. That is not what they're about. They're not about good time party vibes and fucking David Lee Roth high kicking shit. It's about gimme danger, um, you know, raw power. That is the type of rock and roll that Entombed... on stage. Yeah, yeah. the type of rock and roll that Entombed were taking. You know, rockabilly. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the type of thing that Entombed were taking and they were melding it with a... That uh, that other type of death metal, that works, especially yep. when you're entombed and you invent it, yep. right? Or nihilist, whatever. Um, 
What doesn't work is taking ultra brutal death metal and beer drinking good time rock and roll and trying to meld them together. Mm. That's a fucking stupid idea. It is. And to call this death and roll, no, mate, this isn't death and roll. This is something that is not. When I think of death and roll, I think of what I just explained in the first instance, which works. This is not that. I mean, it's describing the two elements that make it up. It's just it's shit. <laughs> uh, like, like you know, I know you're you're more wedded to the genre than I am, so I do understand why this is termed, categorized death and roll. But I mean, yeah, it doesn't hold a candle to. Well, yeah, I mean, I understand. Like, attack or whatever. Yeah, is. you can't fucking deny that the two elements are death metal and rock and roll. Yeah, you can't deny it. But unfortunately, somebody needs to explain to Chris Barnes or the members of Six Feet Under that that's not really what you should... That's not how this thing really works. But the annoying thing the annoying thing with records like that is as soon as you're critical about them, you're a accused of, of like not being able to take a joke. And not understanding death metal was the other yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So I went yes, on... Yes, of oh. course I did. I went on Reddit. I went online... And I, I, I went on the YouTube chat. So we should also say that all of Six Feet Under's back catalogue is on Spotify and is on streaming services. This isn't. Apart from this, which I think says rather a lot, that even in a world where Six Feet Under are doing covers of all manner of massively iconic, huge rock songs, even they now look at this and go, let's mm, not let people know that we did this <laughs> um so we had to look at it on youtube and i read a lot of the comments on the youtube video for this and yeah so many people were like <laughs> you motherfuckers don't get death metal you don't get what chris barnes is about you don't get the joke you're a bunch of fucking pussy rock and roll fans you don't understand death metal this is the best covers album ever i mean in your case true to be fair yeah, yeah, that, that, that's that's definitely true about me, um, uh, and it's just that is such a an absurd rebuttal. Oh. You don't understand death metal. Absurd no. doesn't seem like a big enough word. To... I d- I don't think six feet on the basis of this. I don't think six feet under understand death metal <laughs> because for a start, like I say, you've not done anything at all to change the music. No. You've left the music completely the same. Yeah. You've not added blast beats nope. or double kick time drums. Nope. You've not added a big, like, fucking groovy death metal breakdown or any massive, like, crazy Trey Azagoth so- solos. You've not done any of that. Just you've made just the production gone, worse. You've made the production yeah. worse and you've just gone, you think death metal is just going, have a great gun, mate. That's what you think. It's just Cookie Monster. You think death metal is just Cookie Monster vocals? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like. I mean, for <laughs> for uh, guitar players out there, it sounds like most of this has been recorded through a Metal Zone uh, pedal, which is quite a notoriously shit sounding pedal, um, and it really does have that sound to it. It's god awful. It's fucking atrocious. And I suppose at this point, uh, it, which does bring us to Chris Barnes. Surely the most ludicrous vocal performance any person has ever committed to tape ever. Hearing somebody doing that fucking a cappella bit oh, yeah. in Shake a Leg. Yeah. <laughs> but as in Choke a Leg, Choke Your God. Like <laughs> I don't care 
that you're Chris Barnes and you're in Cannibal Corpse. I don't care that this is meant to be death metal. I don't care that you think that I don't understand death metal. What are you doing? What are you doing with your life? That you think that's acceptable, that you think that lends itself to it. Have a drink on me. Like, what are you doing? Rock and roll ain't no bottle, John. Like, what are you doing? There's also, there's also, um, uh, let me put my love into you as well. Like, (laughs) oh my God. Just, in the hands of, I mean, these songs are ridiculous. I love them, but they're ridiculous. In the hands of Brian Johnson, you know, a bawdy, gaudy, cheeky, chappy, Mm. you know, Geordie geezer, you can just about get away with it. Yeah. And most vocalists wouldn't be able to get away with it. In the hands of Chris Barnes, they sound like a threat, all of these songs. They sound like the sort of thing somebody says to you before they drop a fucking rehypno in your drink. (laughs) (laughs) It's horrible. It's horrible. It's a horrible thing to have to put yourself through. Endless stupidity. It is so, so, so bad on this record. I don't think we're going to beat rehypno. I don't think we are. No, <laughs> I mean, it's fucking dreadful. Yeah, it's, it's awful. A terrible idea, terribly pulled off by, frankly, a bunch of idiots. Yeah, yeah. Um, is this worse than the enemy? I think it absolutely is worse. And and, and amazingly, I mean, the thing I was going to go, well, it can't be worse than the enemy because it's starting from a base with such brilliant songs. That how can you fucking destroy the genius of ACDC when put up against something as bland and as, you know, just shrug worthy mm. as Streets in the Sky by the enemy, which is just a kind of wet, boring, wet fart of mm-hmm. nothing, mm-hmm. right? But it's so phenomenally bad this record that and they have done such an a like jaw-dropping job of turning some of the greatest rock and roll songs ever made into stodgy bloated ludicrous absurd dirges yeah kind of just dirges that i think this has to be the new number one i i completely and utterly agree um this this has to be the number one and uh, um may may not be beaten for some time (laughs) who knows we have the hat full of shit over there um maybe it will maybe i don't know maybe it'll be beaten quite quickly i have no idea but this is really appalling (laughs) and to be honest in my head i thought god this isn't this is going to be really bad isn't it and it was quite substantially worse than yeah. the, what I the idea I had in my head. Yeah. It's fucking appalling. Yeah. It has absolutely no, no redeeming qualities. qualities. It is a zero out of ten, this record. There are a lot of covers albums in this hat, right? There are a yeah. fair few covers because covers albums are notoriously difficult Shit. things to navigate. Well, yeah. No, no, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Um but I mean when I think about some of the other covers albums that are in here, I do at least go, well, you know, that shows a bit of ambition. That shows a bit like that's a bit of folly, but you know, like that was in, that was an interesting stylistic decision or a swerve that maybe people didn't see coming. This is just fucking stupid. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So the new number one worst album ever currently uh, on broken records is graveyard classics volume two. By six feet under. What an absolutely dreadful, dreadful record. Which means, Renfrey, 
we get to uh, pick an album for next week to see if we can better it. Shall it I should pick be this interesting. One, I and think I'm, you picked last week. You are, yes, yes, you, you should pick it. So First time for the hatful of shit on first, the old camera. Yeah, absolutely. There it is. It's Refi's Fedora, by the oh, way. Yeah, You've yeah. got one there? I do. Oh, what we an got? interesting one. We have Metal Machine Music by Lou Reed. Metal Machine Music by okay. Lou Reed. Wowzers. Okay. Um, that is going to be something. Mm. So uh, what a funny little <laughs> trilogy we have so far. Yeah. Six feet under the enemy and Lou Reed <laughs> yeah. all hanging out together in the waiting room <laughs> to receive their prize. Uh, they're going to be in there together for quite a long time as well. Yeah. So yes. Okay. Brilliant. There you go. All right, so there you go. Thanks very much for listening to the show. That was our chat on Six Feet Under's Graveyard Classics Volume 2. Another album goes in next week, doesn't it? It'll be exciting. Um, Obviously, as we revealed at the end of the show there, next week it's going to be Lou Reed's Metal Machine Music. I also do remember having this conversation as well. And um, it's not quite as hilarious. Uh, just a spoiler alert for for you people who are going to kind of come to it for the very very first time but um definitely worth tuning in for so tune in next week for us talking about Lou Reed's metal machine music and as i said you know if you want to listen to us being positive about music you can find us on riot act every friday reviewing all of the best new music re- released that week yeah not not always positive about music we should say because sometimes we're not i mean you know we've got that uh, sometimes we're too, non- so, we? yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know which is the thing we were he's got me there folks anyway <laughs> usually we're certainly a hell of a lot more positive than we were on this show i'll tell you that but anyway thanks for listening and we will see you next time bye-bye